Welcome back to the Senior Living Marketing Success Podcast, where we help you develop a senior living sales and marketing plan that works. In this episode, we're talking about your traffic sources, where your leads are coming from. And there's four of those sources. You've got unpaid online, paid online, unpaid referral, and paid referrals. We're going to talk about all four of those and what you can do to ensure that you are getting as many leads as possible, booking as many tours as possible, and getting as many move-ins as you can. Uh, you've, you've really only got those four options and, and everything that you do falls into one of these four options. And I think organizing it this way will really help you uh, think through, okay, where are we stronger? Where, what do we want to be better at? And there may be some of these that you don't want to be part of at all. And that's fine too. So real fast, the four that we're going to go through here uh, are unpaid online traffic, right? So this is your you know, what's coming in organically on Facebook. So if you post photos of people in your community, you, you share links on Twitter or Instagram or whatever, right? These, this is just that unpaid online uh, sources. So also I would put Google business profile in here as well. Uh, if you have not updated your Google business profile, um, you really need to do that. Uh, in fact, Luke, we should probably do another podcast just on uh, Google My Business slash Google Business Profile. They changed the name uh, last month. So, um, but those those are your unpaid online sources. And um, you know, one of the things that we always see people say, "Oh, well, I'm posting on Facebook," and maybe you boost the post. The problem is you're leaving everything up to the Facebook algorithm, right? And when I say Facebook, I also mean Instagram. It's the same stuff. They're you know they're both owned by Facebook. Both use very similar algorithms. So. Uh, you can't depend on this for for steady traffic and booked tours. But put a big asterisk by what I just said. You still need to be posting online, and that is so that when families do find your community, they they see authenticity, right? They see authority. Yeah. That they maybe maybe they saw you online. They they saw you on a on an ad. They they heard about you and one of the places they're going to research you is your social media. So you do want to make yep. sure that you've got activity going on there because a stagnant Facebook page is really bad. And if you if you have video testimonials of your residents' adult children and how you've improved their life, that is powerful. The more of those you yes. can get, the better. Put them on your website, put them on your social media, use them over and over again. Um, can't can't stress that enough.
Don't. Look at it as a little further down the funnel, right? It's not going to drive people to you. You, you, you will have exceptions to that rule. We operate on data, right? And, and we want to make sure that we put systems in place that we, we can measure and we can manage. And so will you maybe randomly get someone that saw a post and they call you? Yes. It is not going to sustain your business though. So when I say that, you know, you want to have it, you want to have activity on your social media, not to really generate leads, but to reaffirm to your leads that they're heading in the right direction. Does that make sense? Um, yeah. And the other thing is your website, right? So yeah. you're getting online traffic to your website. Um, we just redid a website the other day for a new partner. And uh, it's amazing what the right website can do. And we'll talk about this in our next episode a little more. But um, having the right language and the right calls to action on your website is really, really critical. And again, we'll get into that in our next episode. Uh, but make sure you have a website uh, that's that's well built, has good calls to action. Um, and, and, you know, can, can generate leads for you because uh, a good website and to use this sort of as an example, they're not doing any paid traffic yet and they've got multiple locations. And in the first half of this month, since we went live, they've gotten over 75 leads and they've booked about 11 or 12 tours, right? In less yep. than, in less than a little over two weeks, right? Less than three weeks. Uh, so half a month. So they're on pace to book 20 tours on their website with no paid traffic. And that's what all you guys are wanting. Actually, I'm going to challenge you on that. Putting to be to join your newsletter is not good. Do not do that. <laughs> no one wants to be on a senior living community's newsletter. You have to give them a reason to give you their contact information. And I promise you, a newsletter is not a good one. So if you have a join our newsletter on your website, get rid of it. Here's the thing about your website real fast. Your website is not, in, you should not build a website to sell units. You should not, it is not there to do your job. Your website is there to do one thing and that is book a tour with you or book a call with you. That's all you need it to do, right? And so, so many people, you know, you see some of these websites and they've got, you know, 87 calls to action on it. So then the families don't do anything. 
Since you didn't make anything important, they didn't take any action. So build your website. I know we've talked about this over and over, but build your website with, you know, with the thing in mind is what do you want them to do on your website? And then build that, right? Don't build a website yep. for everybody to browse and look. That's not what it's for. At least not if you want a website that's going to produce results. you should, then not only are you going to get it, but you're going to start sending them emails and text messages immediately. Yep. And by the way, do you think more people download the pricing guide or sign up for a newsletter on a website, Luke? <laughs> yeah. So we'll <laughs> add that to the list that so we need to do another new podcast just on website. Uh, so the next one is paid online. So you have the organic online. Now we want to put a little gasoline on that fire and, and really control how many people are coming to the website every month. Right. And so this is yeah. Facebook ads, Google ads, um, Instagram ads, all that kind of stuff, advertising online that with a specific purpose to drive them to either Download pricing, download something something valuable. It doesn't have to be pricing, but download something valuable to help them uh, or schedule a tour, right? That's what we want them to yeah. do. One of those two things. Um, do you want to talk about some of the the partners we worked with as far as what you've seen this do to their, their traffic?
But um, hey, Bombus, if you're looking for some ad, if you're looking for a spokesperson, we got you covered. When you say set aside $500 in ad spend, let's just for simple math say that you're that in your city, it's $5 a lead. That means that $500 is going to generate 100 leads. 100 leads, depending on what your follow-up system is like, is going to generate, let's say, 10 to 20 tours, right? Um, and so, for again, for simple math and to keep things conservative, let's say that you get 10 tours booked out of that. So if you get 10 tours booked out of $500, that's a really good deal, right? Yeah. You're paying 50 bucks per tour. And, um, and then if you can, a good close ratio is 30 or 40%. But let's say you only close 20%, right? And your average for even, for again, for simple math, let's say that your, five, your average is $5,000 a month. If you close two out of 10, that's $120,000 of annual revenue from $500 worth of ads. So when we say you yeah. really should, should try to spend a thousand or $2,000 a month in ads, this is why. Cause then you're yeah. putting that, then all those numbers increase, right? Yep. So anyway, understand, understand that the, the number of, of ad dollar that we're suggesting varies greatly depending on the city you're in the size of the market, the, the number of comp competitors you have. Uh, we're just saying if you're just getting started, try to try to budget $500 to $1,000 a month. You can get some data, you can get some pixels going, uh, all that good stuff. Yeah, so I, I think this comes down to a couple of things. Number one is consistency. Uh, you want to make sure that you're reaching out to those referral sources on a regular basis, um, but do it in a in a as personal way as possible. So, um, you know, there's a great book that uh, you know we've read called Giftology. I would highly recommend that to get some ideas. You don't have to do Very everything. Small. You don't have to do everything in the book, but it's a short book. It's it's easy to to digest. Yep. Um, but it's how do you give the right gifts? How do you give the right tokens of appreciation to people? And, um, and so I really spend some time in thinking about that part of it, uh, as well as the frequency, right? Because here's the deal. 
every doctor's office that works with older patients is getting hit up by senior living communities, right? They're, you're all trying to, to, to squeeze the, the, the same uh, fruits out there, right? And so, you know, who, the ones that are really, really good at this don't ever feel like they're um, quote-unquote prospecting, right? It's more about relationship building. Uh, same with word of mouth. Right. Um, and, and, and this will also come into reviews and I'll get there in a second. But as far as the, the, the relationship building, that's really what it comes down to, right. For your referral partners, you have to build those relationships. You have to foster them. And it's just like a friendship, right? If you don't see someone for years, the ones that you built really, really tight friendships with maybe in college or something, those can endure. But, uh, mm -hmm. uh, if you never built that foundation of a friendship, and then you don't talk to them for months or years. Guess what? They're gonna they're gonna think of you as as just the person coming and asking them for something. The other thing yeah. I will tell you is look for ways you can serve them, right? So um, elder law attorneys. This is a great example, right? Instead of just going to them and saying, "Hey, um, you know, can can we? Can, if you've got anybody coming in, be sure and send them our way, right?" No, like offer to host a will conference at your senior community where, where, where anyone in the community can come in and, and get information just like you're getting on this podcast, right? How can they get information to help them with a will, right? Or, or uh, maybe, maybe there's a, hey, how to plan your real estate so that you can, you can organize your estate in a way that you don't have to sell it if you need financial assistance, you know, that it's not going to, your kids aren't going to lose it. All those kind of things. Always look for opportunities to create win-wins because you know it's it's, it's just like I, I, it's funny how it works. But uh, I mean, I was reading this morning about you know Jonathan and David's relationship in the Bible, right? And one of the lessons from that is love your friends like you love yourself. It's the same thing here, right? If you love on people and you care for them, show show them how you can help them, and then guess what? They're going to send you the referrals. That's just how it works. Yep. You know, there's a quote from Zig Ziglar, and I may mess this up, but it was something along the lines of, <laughs> if you're looking for a friend, they're hard to find. But if you're looking to be a friend, they're everywhere, right? And that's a really, really good way to look at this uh, from, from your, your, your referral prospecting standpoint as well. So uh, yep. have a system, uh, repeat the system, you know, make sure you're touching those folks with personal interactions as often as you can. Keep, stay in front of them and offer them value. If you were consistently offering them value, they will send you referrals. You won't have you won't even have to ask for them. So make sure you do that. Uh, and then uh, reviews, right? Reviews, reviews, reviews. You have to have a system in place to get reviews. And this is very simple. There's two things you must do. Number one, you got to ask for them, but you got to ask for them digitally. If you just talk to somebody walking out of your community, hey, Sharon. Will you leave us, be sure and leave us a review. You know, we've taken great care of your mom. Be sure and leave us a review. Sharon's I'm, never leaving that review. It's not happening. Statistically, it's going to happen less than 1% of the time. That's why most of you have 10 reviews and you've been in business for 20 years, right? Um, you got to have reviews because Amazon has changed the game and now Google as well. People buy that, that, that social proof of 600 reviews or 200 reviews or whatever could be the difference in booking a tour with you or your competitor. So 
The two things you got to do is ask for them digitally, send them a link in a text message preferably um, so that when they click on it, it opens straight to the screen with the five stars in the text box and they can leave you a review, right? The second thing you got to do is make it easy. And that's the, so you know, when you ask, you do it in a way that makes it very easy for them to, to take action and do it right then. That's how you get your reviews. Uh, consistently asking, and then when you ask, you give them a link that makes it very, very, very easy. The leads are fine. The follow-up is what sucks, yeah. right? And if you don't have the team to follow up with those leads, just call us. We're really good <laughs> at this. I mean, I, the, we don't make this podcast about hiring us for, to help you out, but I'm just going to flat tell you, if you need help with that, just call us. We're really good at it, and we only charge you when we book the tour. So it's a, it's a pretty sweet system. Um, and and all, along those lines, we actually are expanding that program um, because a lot of you are losing, you're losing leads. They're looking for you online and caring and a place for mom are outspending you or your parent company. They're outspending you and they're capturing those leads and then selling them to you. And so we've got a system in place now as well that we can help combat that. Let's get them to your site and let's get them booked on a tour for you. Um, so if you're interested in that, you're interested in a, in a, uh, uh, pay per tour method that you know it's only you only pay for performance um, reach out to us and we can tell you more about that i think that you just have to understand this is the very top of your funnel and if this part of your funnel is unhealthy, everything else is going to suffer. You have to be driving traffic. If you don't drive traffic, you can have the greatest sales team in the world and they have no one to sell to. 
So this is absolutely a critical part of your sales funnel. And if, if you don't get this right, every single thing, the rest of the way down the funnel is going to suffer from it. So take some time, think through this, pick, pick the, the, the traffic sources that you want to go after and go get it because you have to have a plan, um, put it in place and then start measuring it. Right. And then once you start bringing in all these different sources, start measuring which ones are performing the best. Right. And then put more resources into that. But if you don't track all of these different sources, you have no idea if one is better than the other. And so I, I will say that on top of getting this healthy, getting the top of your funnel in order, also be sure you're tracking the right metrics so that you can you can manage it because you have data is great. But I want data and I want to provide our partners with data that they can make decisions with.